This is Corey Gray and Tony Stewart from Hairdistry. Thank you for tuning in to the Hairdressers Podcast. Now here's a word from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Introducing Norm Self-Checkout for All. Do you often find yourself in a tizzy with a credit card reader? Or perhaps tiptoeing around tipping etiquette? Maybe even paying scandalously steep card not present fees? Norm is here to solve it all. Think of Norm as payment simplified. No card reader for you. No wallet for your client. Instead, patrons pay and tip you straight from their phones. Checkout details are carried through the ether by either a text message or QR code. Your client receives a notification and pays with their previously saved card details. All they have to do is add a grand, luxurious gratuity. And all available with one low rate as a part of Schedulicity Pay. Try Norm Self Checkout for All. Safe, secure, and shockingly simple. Find out how using Norm can increase tips, speed up payment, and free you from unreliable card readers all at one low rate. Visit paywithnorm.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno, CEO and founder of Schedulicity, and we're proud to bring you this amazing podcast. Welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. And of course, I'm sitting with my best friend, Tony. What's up, buddy? What's going on, brother? I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. Another, another always, one. You're always just, trying, just, just an additional best right, friend. You always threaten to put me on the side. <laughs> put you on the sideline? Yeah. <laughs> ever since BarberCon uh, 2019, <laughs> I, you always want a new best friend. What's going on, I know, brother? I know. We, we, uh, 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 BarberCon 2019, we sat in. Uh, Tony couldn't make it, so we sat in with Maddie Conrad. So uh, so ever since then, Tony's uh, just a little nervous that I'm going to replace the seat. Always. And, and pre-conversation, you know, she sounded like, hey, you know, if you you want another sidekick or another, another if you need a boss, I'll be your boss. <laughs> I'll be your boss. That's right. Um, so listen, dude, I'm so excited about today. Um, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about legacy. We're going to talk a little, and there's no better person in the industry that, to talk about about legacy than than our today's guest oh my god dude i mean once yeah once we introduce her you probably know who she is but uh we don't even we don't one of the questions that we always ask how did you find the industry there's no way i mean you, that that question is dead yeah exactly so we always open up the podcast with two questions where are you from and and how'd you find the industry and like yeah, you're right. Both of those are kind of dead, you know? <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll start off with where you're from just to kind of get the lowdown, but, but you know, we'll, you'll see, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, dude, I'm excited about today. It took us about, once again, these things are crazy. It took us about a year to get our, today's guest on. I'm just scheduling and, and yada, yada, yada. Um, but, uh, but once again, we see her a lot on Clubhouse. She's on the Clubhouse because everybody's on the Clubhouse right now. And just and uh, if you don't know, you know, Android is now allowed to be used on Clubhouse, but enough Clubhouse commercials. We, we seem to do one every, <laughs> every right. episode now because we spend so much time there. But, um, but yeah, dude, should we get in? 
Tina is doing it. We've, we've been talking about this interview for, for about a year now. Yeah, exactly. So it's here. It's I'm here. Excited to go. I kind of got the butterflies a little bit. I don't know why that is. That usually doesn't happen anymore. I, I, I understand why. Yeah, exactly. Let's get in. So, oh, we didn't even introduce her. Hey, so, um, so today our guest is Eden Sassoon. And yes, that Eden Sassoon. Um, we all know her dad, uh, Mr. Vidal Sassoon. And um, when we interviewed uh, Trevor Sorby a couple years ago, he, he, he said to us, I don't know if it's his quote or if he stole the quote, but he said, if you've ever held a blow dryer in your hand, like you've been inspired by Vidal Sassoon. And that, that's incredible because it's not... Vidal didn't just inspire the hairdresser in our community. He inspired the entire world. You know, if, you, if you're living any place that has electricity, you've been inspired by, by Vidal, which, which, you know, the, the, it's like thinking about the end of space to me. Like, like that's just such a profound kind of statement and so true, right? Because before Vidal, it was all. Well, he just revolutionized the industry. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it seems like the industry hasn't changed for for so long. And then here comes Vidal and it changes in an instant. You know what I mean? He, I mean, you look at it differently. You see it differently. I mean, he just revolutionized it. I mean, the, the truth is, too, that – and listen, this is all hyperbole, but, but, but I like to think about it like this. Like, there's no Instagram without him, right? Because he made stars out of us. Yeah. You know, he, he said that there's this, that we have star appeal, you know, a, as an industry. Like, I don't know. I mean, there was a few famous hairdressers before Vidal, but, but not like, not like he did, you know? And, and, and I don't even really want to talk about fame because it's much more about his talent and stuff, but he made us relevant, I think is the word. Yeah. Right. His he, vision. He just, yeah. His vision just, and just made our industry relevant and made us relevant, made us, I, I think 90% of us, the reason we have jobs is because of Vidal Sassoon, which uh-huh. is an incredible thing. Hundred percent. Otherwise, you'll be sitting there with rollers. <laughs> We'd still have roller sets, right? <laughs> Which I don't think I'll be a hairdresser if it was that. If it was that. No, if you saw my roller set, I definitely wouldn't be a hairdresser yeah. if it was that. I could thank Vidal for that too. That I don't right. have to do roller sets, all, you know, all the time. But, um, dude, well, let's get in. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm so dying to hear what her experience is. Was yeah, as as I studied her, man, as as I was researching her more and more, I learned about Eden. It's like you know it. She she's so fascinating in her own right, in her own in her own thing. And I wonder, you know, I like to get in that into that conversation what Vidal had uh to say about her and making her own noise and and making her own uh way in this world. So oh, that's gonna be juicy. Let's do it, brother. Shall we do it? Yeah. All right, now officially and finally, Miss Eden Sassoon, welcome to your day off. Yeah, welcome to my day off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boys, gentlemen, men, grandpas, thank you. Oh. Oh. Dude, thank you so much. Thanks for being so kind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what? Thanks for recognizing that in me. Thanks for recognizing her kindness. <laughs> we'll see how this I mean, goes. No, really, like that intro, at my, heart's, my, my heart's actually beating. Yeah. That's a joke because you yeah. know yeah, pounding. Cool. It's pounding hard. It's and <laughs> I give boom, you boom. butterflies. It's been a while since I gave someone butterflies, so thank you. You get, we have butterflies. I told you. No, no, no. no we <laughs> hey, Eden. So, so just yes. to set, just to set up the conversation, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? I was I was born in New York, so right the company London, New York at Los Angeles. So uh, after my brother, I'm uh, sorry, my sister Katya and my brother Elon, I came in 1973, and I lasted six months in New York before the company moved to uh, Beverly Hills. So uh, I guess right here in good old Los Angeles, California. And you're still in LA. You didn't do the uh, the the LA leave when everyone left last year. 
to go to Texas. <laughs> yeah, you're not in Austin. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not yet. I, you know what? I wouldn't mind Austin, but but I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to end up, to be honest. But it's not here. That's for damn sure. Oh, so you are looking to skip. You know, I got these two kids still in high school and I got three years till they're out. And then I, but I'm looking to skip to like, you know, the countryside in Italy for three months and then going over to Spain for another three. And then I'll head back here for a month just to check in and say hi. Um, and then I'm going to, you know, visit you in DC. And then I'm, I'm I want to be that sort of gypsy traveler. It's time to set my wings and I love let, that, man. let go. Yeah. Well, if you're ever in DC, hit us up. We'll go do dinner or something at least. Yeah. And we had a we had a friend. uh, uh, He he owns a salon down in uh, North Carolina, and he took a year off one time and 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 traveled the world. He just, I mean, he just spent a whole year just circling the earth. Mm -hmm. That to me is living, you know, because it's interesting because you said he took a year off. So what did he take a year off of life? Right. No, he took a year off of the, the the boxes that we're born into and told to live by. But what he did is actually living. Yeah. You know, and he and he was able to like come back to his box and maybe make it a little wider and bigger, more space. Well, he, right? wrote a, he wrote a book about it. And it's funny you say about the box, but like he's learned through that experience, he's learned how to live in those boxes. Right. right. Like, like, like what life it's is. Differently. Right. Probably with more freedom, I would imagine, and, and more dry mm, sense of self. But, you know, he kind of he sees what's out there and now what he can bring back to that box and sort of make it more uh, comfortable to live in. Yeah, exactly. Where I'm like, get me the fuck out of this box. I'm tired of living in this box. This is not, I was not brought on this earth to to be in a box. That's for sure. Because I know, you know, this physical body might end up in a a jar or something full of, you know, beautiful ashes. But no, no, it's just. And I think at some point we all or sometimes wake up and think, all right, what are we doing? Right. What are we doing? And I, and I, for lack of where we're uh, at, I, I always think of those last five minutes, you know, dad, last five minutes. Cause I was on, I was at the doctor on his way for his second chemo and I was on the way to the house and I got the call. <gasps> and of course, I don't think that he would have wanted to pass with me next to him. Cause it would have been, I don't even know what that would look like or feel like. Um, so it was prior. So, so thank you, dad. Um, Sorry. <laughs> but, Why don't you think he would want to be there when he passed? He had so much love for, for me, for all of us, but like for his little girl. And uh, I think he would have felt like he was, you know, like he was very much like I'd be, I, you know, in the hospital or something. I'm like, dad, we have to get even a cane. No, darling, we can't, we can't have the cane, you know, or like, you know, you get old and you, you don't want to get up and break a hip on the way to the bathroom. So dad, let's just get that and put in the, that is awful. We cannot have that in my room. Dad, like, like being a, anything, he's just very much like it's so to a sense there's part vanity and like, I can't let my daughter see me like that. But then, and and then on that note, there's something very deep involved in that. And then there's the other sense of like, that's my baby girl. I can't like, like let go and be gone at that moment in front of her, you know? And so I think, I think he was alone and my cousin Simon was at the house and obviously my stepmom and uh, yeah. And I was on, I was on the way. I I don't know. I think about those last five minutes and what goes through somebody's um, 
I think your being might be really at peace, but your mind must be. And he, he knew it was happening. So he had a good 10 years to realize like, and we all know it's happening, right? Like the three of us are dying. We're just not ill. So we don't know. It's not as uh, set in stone as to when, and yet it wasn't for him either, but it's, you can't fight that right at a certain point. And he had a really good sense of humor about it, which was amazing to watch because that was one thing he did leave me with of like, we died with such dignity, such dignity um, and, and kindness and humor and all these things were like, wow, you kind of made it, you know, give or take some, some health stuff look really easy. Um, so those, just those last sort of five minutes, like what, what, what really matters at that point, right? Like what, and dad used to sit at, at lunch, we'd go to lunch all the time and just really talk and connect. And and we would never, I'm not, I don't really like to talk about fucking how's your day? Cause I don't really give a shit. Like you want to talk, let's talk, let's go there. And he'd always leave lunch and he'd be like, God, you're, you're so wise. And I'm like, no, I just, I want, I just, I want to feel, I want to feel what it is that you and I are going to talk about. Cause otherwise like, this is a waste of a good, a great fucking hour that we have to go live our life. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that we all kind of get, get in, in that area a lot, which is, which is we're human. Um, so, so we would have these kind of, he's like, do, do, do you think I'll be, you know, I'll be remembered? Cause it's so like light, right? Life. What do we remember in those last five minutes? Who do we remember? Why do we remember it? For me, I know it's because it's these moments where we're thinking and yet at the same time we're feeling and you might just recognize that feeling and that feeling comes up and you're like, oh, it was that morning I was talking to to my two. It's your day off, you know, like <laughs> it, it, you connect the dots sort of. But if I met you and we were at a hair show and hey, what's up and shoot the shit and da da da, in those last five minutes, you're not going to remember me and I'm not going to remember you. But I can probably, you know, like now we're now we're wrapped up. Hey, we're wrapped up in our last five minutes together. <laughs> right. I, yeah. Right. So but, it's like, how do you want those last five minutes? And it reminds me, it reminds me of um, Jesse Eitzer. Jesse Eitzer is a motivational speaker and a and a business owner. And um, his wife, his wife actually owns Spanx. Like we all know Spanx, right? So uh, yeah, Jesse, she's a, she's <laughs> genius. Yes, she's genius, right? So so that that Jess, that's his, that's Jesse's wife. But he says something. That, that I think about quite a lot. We talked about last week, actually. He said something that that is always top of mind to me, and that's, you know, Tony and I were 50 now. You know, if the average, he says, if the average lifespan for a man is 74 years old, we only have like 23 years left on earth. Or we only have 23 summers. What are we going to do with those 23 summers? Oh, you shit. Go? You just get the 23 summers. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, and he talk, and, but he also talks about with his parents, you know, if your parents are like like 68 or something, right? And you're only spending a couple of days a year with them, then you like have like 10 days left with them on the planet. So what are you going to do with those 10 days? What are you going to do with those 10 days? You know, even though it looks like eight years, but it's not eight years, it's days, you know, in the life in your, in your life with, with those people are, 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 are now broken down and segmented like that. And like, it and, but, but hold on, take that a step further. Is it really 10 days? Because what's in a day? You're not 24 hours with them it's maybe let's say two three hours so what are you looking at 30 hours left wow right you just took me to that place what are what right and you're wow yeah and and you're absolutely true so like you know maybe it is time when you're spending it with your parents or, or, or or maybe it is time to turn the phone upside down you know, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe like you were saying, like, let's have those deep conversations over lunch. Let's not, um, yeah, let's make that, f- those last five minutes deep right. and personal. 
I mean, yeah, because you don't get it. Obviously we're young or my kids don't get it. And God forbid tomorrow was, Oh, bye mom. Or this or that. Like we don't get it. Right. We don't have that concept. Um, And then at some point, if you're able to go to those places and open your mind and think like a philosopher or listen to Alan Watts and realize what the fuck are we doing? And I'm not going to go sit at a dinner talking about nonsense with someone when like, there's no, where are we going? And why is everyone in such a hurry? You know, like to, to take it in, to stop, to realize. And, and yes, it's when we do lose our most favorite people are the ones we love. Like, like the two of you look at each other right now. And it's like, dude, what if that, what if you were gone tomorrow? What if he was gone? What haven't you done? What didn't you say? What deepness didn't you go to, you know? And like those moments where, what is the last five minutes? And I want to laugh and I said it and I did it and I felt it. And, and it kind of puts me in the present moment. Like, all right. What now? What, what, what am I doing? That. I love that. I do too. Why do you think we're scared <laughs> to go? Why do you think we're scared to go deep? I, why do I think uh, collectively on a whole? Because I love it. I live for it. It drives me. It makes me so excited, and it actually gets me excited when other people haven't yet, and I get to push them slightly, and they're like in wonderment, like, and then they're like their their energies like and they want it and then their mind clicks in and they're able to go so the other person here i go there with them they're in fear they're like she's fucking crazy they're like i i can't i don't want to do it and they're like back it off so i'm sort of like i'm not gonna you know which i have i run up in there and but that's an energy right so that fear why are they afraid they gotta look deeper and ask themselves and and why are they here that's on that bigger level of like why am i here maybe they're just here to sort of you know take up space Whereas other people are moving in that space and shaking that space up and making it bigger and smaller and, you know, designing it by design. Right. So the, it's fear, fear of, of the unknown, which is fucking fantastic. And so many are just make, it makes them small and their energy shrinks and their voice shrinks and their physical form starts to shrink and, and they have nowhere to go. I love that. Was, um, was your box gets smaller. That's it, right. <laughs> was, uh, was your dad spiritual? I love that you asked that question. Um, yes. So he, he was a, a Jew at heart, you know, fought for Israel, went from a, a kid into the army on the front lines in the Palma to like fight for the country. Um, and yet, you know, what he says, even in the documentary, right? He says it, it was not until Israel where he found that spirituality and in, what was something like in being in the, the, the mountains or, the desert, uh, the windy, uh, his words are, we have to get them basically. And we right. should actually maybe do a little clip of that. Cause I'll, maybe I'll send it to you. Cause it's so good. He's like, I found myself in the, something of the, in Israel. Like it's so at, at that moment, you can see like, Whoa, that man's, he's connected, right? He's connected to something bigger than himself. And so I know he does not believe in a guy in the sky. It's the nature. It's the the grounder. He would say it in a way that, you know, where me, I'm hippy dippy. Like I'm spinning around naked, barefoot in the grass type thing. <laughs> and he's like, the, the, the wind speaks to my soul. And, and it's just so philosophical about it, but makes you realize that the universe and nature is, is what gave him um, that sort of spirituality, that question about it all, you know? He, he couldn't understand how, you know, if there was one guy in the sky and there was, he's called God, then how could he let 5 million plus people die in the Holocaust? That was the thing. That wouldn't have happened if there was one guy in the sky. 
And so, and he and I could go back and forth and back and forth. And that's a, you know, a, a subject that I get into. And then I, I got to back out because <laughs> someone's going to die or, or you're going to lose all your friends and that's okay too. But, um, He's yes, he was very spiritual. And as we talk, I'm just going to try to find something because the way that he wrote so really quickly. So this OK, this is this is my dad in, in a nutshell. OK, when you said, why wouldn't he want to sort of let go in front of you? So as he had a quadruple bypass in his um, 70s, healthiest man that I I knew worked out every day, swam Pilates, ate healthy smoothies. You name it. He did it like very much like ahead of his time. Went in for for a yearly check with PNG type thing to cut to this and that. Walking on the treadmill, we need to get you in, scan your heart, angiogram. Cut to you have a quadruple bypass tomorrow. You could drop dead if you leave right this minute. So they cut him open and did a quadruple bypass. And 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 being one of the healthiest men that he knew, even knew and was, it was somewhat shocking to say the least, that they're going to cut him open and, and right? I mean, he never, ever, ever would have thought. So it was really shocking to us all that this that this could actually happen. So for Christmas, I'm like, what do you get a man that has everything, right? right. So besides like all, you know, they, I, I was like, I'm going to get him a journal and I'm going to write a letter. Dad, you know, this is for you now, but it's that give, that sort of, you know, pay it forward gift. You're going to write in this journal. You're going to share your heart. You're going to tell me your feelings, your thoughts, your desires, things that you don't tell people to the journal, but it's going to come back to me. And in turn, it's going to come back to my kids. And in turn, it's going to be passed down. And which is, by the way, steal that because it's a great fucking gift. Wow. Everybody who's listening. It's what that's the gift of life. That's the gift of people's innermost, deepest thoughts and secrets. And yet in the back of his mind, he knew that it was coming back to me. So I bought it in like a, I used to love angels as a kid, you know, I'm very much into the angelic realm and space and time. Well, if you can see, that says what? The Foundation. Foundation. Like you're a kid in school. He took a white <laughs> piece of paper, clean, stark. And slip covered my angels. And so when he passed away and I went and I stole the journal back, I'm like, that little fucking shit. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I guess you got to, re- well, you do, you know, dad to actually appreciate, but he slip covered the angels to be like classically <laughs> clean beauty. So th- th- there's a lot in that. Oh, look, sorry. I have to. Aww. Right. And then this was him in, at, in, I know the light. He, he always would dance around. So, you know, how everyone's like, he's always behind the chair, the scissors, and he's yelling, and then he's this and that. No, he always had this sense of humor and like funny. Oh my God, you guys are taking me to places that like it's been. Look at the look on his face. Oh, is that you? Yep. One and only time I got married. Uh, <laughs> I think this, he, was, he this was the like moment a proud I was father. He looked like yeah, a very right? proud father. Yeah. Look at that face. Oh, mm. you can see the so, love that he had for you. We'll have to, Eden, will you send those to me and I'll post them the day that we release this and then we can see people can enjoy. Yes. Oh, and I, and I will, it, when I, when, just everyone listening. So this picture, I'm going to show you this picture now and I'm going to show you this picture prior to um, him passing maybe three years prior and you're going to freak the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Wow. That's so crazy. What a great gift. And what, what, 
what a what a way to really get deep into your dad uh, through the last, I guess, what ten years or so, fifteen years. It was so it started, and and so the so the interesting thing about the gifts. So at the same time, they, oh, so I said. Um, he said, this collection of thoughts was inspired by my darling daughter, Eden, who gave me this book with the suggestion that I feel it. So be it. <laughs> Thursday, December 29th, 1994. Mm, that's and so, and then he wrote some other stuff. He, after I think, because, you know, he wanted to include everybody, I guess I really kind of got him with, and the heart thing, because I was basically saying, look, now we all realize that you're not going to be here forever and you are going to die and you just had a close call. And I can't, I don't even know how he, you know, so he, he then opened it up to Eden. This book is for you, but also I think he did this after the fact, like way after the fact, but also has in mind with love of Katya, my sister, Elan, David, Simon. And then he wrote in like the side, Esther, Alex, London, and all those little sassoons that will, that will, that will we hope enhance and dignify life. Like it's so like to go back and think, wait, I left out. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> So, so, so wonderful. So at the same time that he was writing, you know, in the journal, which I wanted it to be all sort of completely full, um, he was writing the book, the autobiography. So I kind of got screwed out of um, a real, you know, lifetime of, of deep, intense things. But, but hey, I got an autobiography that, you know, someone helped him write. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, I think it's um it's really it's really 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 special to have. So I'm I'm going to say to you guys that you give that to someone for Christmas and you let me know how that goes. I love that. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what well, my dude. daughter did. So to back up, I was 21, my mom was 45 when she died. And um and, and a couple years ago, like I don't know, probably like five or six years ago now, my daughter, thank God for Facebook. You know, Mark Zuckerberg, thank you very much, because you indirectly gave the greatest gift ever. Mm -hmm. My daughter reached out to a bunch of my mom's friends that were on Facebook and just asked them if they would write down memories. Just one wow. memory of my mom. And then she put that into she put that in book form and she gave it to me and she gave it to my siblings. And and I thought that that was but it's kind of similar to what you to, to what to what I love you it. No, but it. Well, d different, similar. It's great. She's passed already. So I took it when he was alive thinking, look, this he's not around forever. Right. And so, which would be great. So if you had some, maybe your wife, you give it to, and then your kids end up getting it. So they, you know, we're not it ourselves. Yeah. Like we, and then after they pass, I did a thing on Instagram once, like one word about dad. And there was like hundreds and hundreds. And I was like, wow, wow. So yeah, it's, I think it's just, uh, it's paying tribute to, right. They're, they're, is there anything in that journal about his work or was it all just about like, no, no, there's a lot. So as I, I'm going to look for something you guys, uh, I don't want just dead ear. Cause, um, I mean, we've heard so many stories. I mean, you know, whenever we talked a little bit off air, like we would love to do, to dedicate an entire hour to Vidal and, and, and just like, kind of like your book or kind of like, or kind of like my daughter's uh, book that she put together is I would love to just like interview Anybody that knew Vidal and just get one story, you know, and do it and, and document it and document it just as like, and then we'll just go clip to clip to clip, you know, 
Eden that tells a story, and then Michael Gordon tells a story, uh, yeah. and then and then and then our, our friend Gerard tells us he's got our friend Gerard has the greatest. I think you're right. Yeah, Gerard's got the greatest story about your dad, and I'm not going to say it on air because if if we can ever convince Gerard to to tell it on air, Gerard, if uh, you're listening, he, listen, you 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 yes. beautiful queen, get those tattoos and get on here and tell us your story. Yes, yes. <laughs> so Gerard's got a great story um, about your dad as well. So um, I, I, that that's kind of what I envision for the hour. So if anybody I, wants to, if anyone's listening to this and they want to contribute or whatever, like reach yeah. out, you reach out to us, reach out to Eden, reach out to whatever. Yeah. Let, I let, definitely, what you when you said that it's an honor and I think, and I want to be a part and help in any way I can. Um, so I would love to even, you know, reach out or definitely reach yeah, However, we'll, whatever we'll, that we'll looks like. It with you. That'd be fantastic. I, I said, we'll love to coordinate it with you. I would oh, love, to, love to be a part of that and let's just make it, let's make it happen. That's Let's awesome. make it happen. I'm going to take you back a little bit. Yeah. Because, you know, like, it, it, obviously, Vidas Hassan was your dad. And he is actually the, the the father of modern hairdressing. You know what I mean? So he's literally. So the question is, is that. He was so successful, he's changed the world in, in haircutting and yet, you know, he's still, you, by the picture of of your marriage, how he loved, you can see the love for you. But you can't be in two places at once. So growing up, um, how was that? And how were, and if he wasn't around that often, how, how were you able to build that, that relationship that, that you see in his face? It's a great question, right? So like how we said, you took me, you took me deep because in those last five minutes, right? It's the times we remember. It's not the, the idea of time years, right? Cause we don't understand that our brains don't know like the collective time. What does that mean? But when he was around, he was around just like if you ask people about dad, they usually say, when he talks to you, he talks to you. So you remember that it's not the idea of how long he spoke to you, right? But the essence of when he spoke to you, he spoke to you. So when he was around, he was present. There was nothing going on. We swam, we played. We He would come every night into our rooms with a cane and sing all these English folks. I don't even folk, they're probably not called that. These songs like, or there was the Hitler song. And the Hitler has only got one ball. Goring's got two, but very small. Himmler is very similar, but gore balls, but no balls at all. And he'd go on and on and on. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about <laughs> and it was fucking genius and so see like that is a memory for life and i could sing a few other songs and then just everything that we did together was done in a way that we had a lifetime together so he was able to be where he was at when he was working and obviously made everyone he was he you know what his spirituality is coming very clear to me more so because he lived in the present even through those last 10 years of dying that's how he made it so I'm, this is all happening right now guys that's how he made it look so fucking easy is because he was in the present he wasn't thinking like oh my life is is gone and oh when am i gonna die he i mean there were moments of of you know regressing or, or thinking of the future but he was truly in every present 
moment. So growing up with him, to me, it was, it was great. I wasn't different, special. I would watch people treat him the way they treated him. And I was like, oh, but he was just daddy. And he was so, here's that word. This is where I got it from. He was so fucking kind. He was so nice. He would stop as he should. He would talk. He would take time. He would, you know, be thoughtful. He 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 taught me a lot of, um, he kind of fucked it up for me because there's a lot of men in my life that aren't that way. And I'm like, you're a douche and you're a douche and you suck. I mean, he raised the bar so high that I might be eternally single, which is fine. You know what? It's I got bigger jobs and things to do, right? Jobs being not the box that we live in, jobs being like, creating that space to help change this world or, or people's, people's small minds. And I don't mean small. Now you got a new partnership, right? (laughs) You know, it's interesting that that Eden, you said that, you know, to change, to change people's mind and to change the world, but that's exactly what he did. I mean, we talked about it earlier. I mean, I mean, you've, I don't know whether, you know, that was, you were raised with that kind of like mentality or, or if it's genetic, right? Like, like who knows, but, but I mean, that's exactly what, that's exactly what Vidal did. I mean, he changed, he changed and, and the challenge to change everybody's perspective about what hair should be. Look, we did an interview last week with uh, Maggie Mulhern and she said that when she went to go uh, meet Sassoon's and there's a group of, uh, of uh, women was like, oh, can we go? Can we go? And they came in and then she was like, oh, should they, should they? And then, you know, it, you know, so she but said, she didn't, sure. want, she didn't want to bother Vidal. She didn't yeah. want to bring people into bother. bother so she, she brought them in. She goes, okay, stay in the corner. Do not, uh, you know. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do not interrupt him. Do not just stay in the corner. That way you can see everything going on. And when he, she said, when Vadu came Vadal came in the room. He saw this group in the corner and he went there first. And he introduced probably to every single one of those yep. women. Introduced himself to each one, asked them questions and, and got to know each one of them before he had to do what he had to do. Can you imagine? I just had this thought. Can you imagine like you're standing in a corner and Vidal comes on and gives a hand. He says, I'm Vidal Sassoon. Like, what are you supposed to say to that? You're like, of course you are. <laughs> but when you go to shows nowadays, you see these influencers that walk so quickly to where they're going and they don't. I'm going to let the dogs out. I'm listening to you. Hey, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, a lot of times people ignore that there's so many people that you're walking by that are in all of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just slow down. Enjoy it. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, like Eden said, I mean, Vidal was very much present. Yeah. You know, I, that, that, that leads me to a question, Eden. Where, where would, what do you, th- how do you think that I would have responded to like, whether it's Instagram or whether it's the cell phone, you know, I mean, you said he was so present, but, but that little phone, these little things like they, 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 all they do is keep us distracted. I'm not saying they don't have value at all, but they definitely keep us distracted and they keep us distracted from life and they keep us distracted from the moments. What do you, where do you think he would have fallen on that, on that, especially since you said he was so present? I think about that a lot because when I sort of go into that world, um, I had one text from my father my entire life. And he had a cell phone maybe for three or four years. And he never, ever took it out of the house. He never brought it out of his drawer. It wasn't until like towards the end where he was in, he was home more often. And um, maybe he would maybe missing somebody or he would try to, he would try or think he didn't honestly even know how to use the computer. So he would, ha- you know, he would be fascinated. He'd be fascinated, but he would think 
and the way that people are checked out and we're always in our phones and this and that. And he, he would, he probably, I got to say, he'd get angry. He has this passion for reading and life and being present. And then you see people buried and emotionally disattached to like, to, to what, is really trying to go on and we're heading in that AI world. And, you know, he, he probably, because it's right. It's that close to that, like ultimate joy and to that ultimate anger. So he, I think he'd snap on the side of like, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> He'll have some new songs. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> and he, he never dad. I don't even think I've heard him say fucking like maybe once I say that, but like he, I don't think he could handle it. Um, let alone, Trump being president. So, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. He would have, he would have moved and, and hid for years, but you know, he just had convictions and he had a big heart and he, and he was really very intelligent, um, in a way that came from, um, his, his, his spiritual tel- intelligence that he didn't really speak of really. It was sort of that energy that just went with him and he was able to get really present. Um, he also had that intense conviction in, in what he felt and what he knew and, and take it back to, to hairdressing, you know, when he was with uh, Trevor or, you know, Tony Beckerman and, you know, Fernando, and they were scared of him because he had conviction. And he wanted what he wanted and he wanted it done right. And whether he knew something by the grace of the universe of the unknown somehow tapped in or, or he was a OCD freak. I don't know. I'm kidding. No, you're not. Well, he he didn't have a, a, a easy childhood, did he? No, not at all. And I think that's also what gave him, um, never used it like, Hey, you know, I was raised like this, now this, never, never. It was more like I came from nothing. My mother put me in an orphanage with my brother. My dad left us and she came to visit us once a month. Now that's, oh, that's a story in a book you read. But like, that's your, that's, that's your existence. You're in the wartime, put in an orphanage, never went to school. You're with your brother. Your mom's gone. Your dad fucking took off, out, gone. Bye, see ya. And now what? No money. Not Nothing, nothing, nothing. Grandma put them there so they could eat and have shelter and, and protect them. And five years later, she took them out. But um, I can't even imagine. I cannot even imagine. And that was just the beginning. So you know, we can, we can leave the teaser, either get the book, watch the documentary, or I'll be back to share more. <laughs> yes. All, all the above. Right? Um, <laughs> if, if you're just tuning in for this, I, I can't recommend the documentary enough. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. His story is incredible. Uh, Michael did an incredible job of, of, of putting that all together. Um, yeah, it, he did. He, pretty- you kind of think like, Oh, it's one man who changed the world. Like it's going to be all hair. No, it's really that he catches an essence of dad that, that, that no one has. And, and he couldn't, even, he could, could have even gone further, you know, he could have, but it's, it is, he did it really well done. Really well. Done. I thought, I thought it was fantastic. And I think you can get it on like Netflix. No, it's actually on, um, I think it's on prime, right? I think it's on Amazon yeah. prime. You can get, you can get it on Amazon prime. I'm pretty sure it's there and it might be three bucks or something. Um, but might be free. I don't. I don't really know. Oh, what? I'm gonna have to call Prime and be like, "Listen, <laughs> that man is not free." I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, hey, Eden, how 
is he as a disciplinarian? Oh, shit. Um, okay. I am not a disciplinarian. I'm more that woman who's in my convictions. You see, like, I'll, I, I'm like, do what you got to do. Like, you know, and, and I was raised by this man. So maybe it's fear. Um, maybe it's that fine line of, of kindness, such kindness to such angry. And if you don't get on my face, you're going to, uh, nobody knows what's going to happen type thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's instilled in me. Um, and I've had to work on releasing that like little girl who couldn't get to rage really easily, you know, through being a really good alcoholic and now having nine years of sobriety. But like, you know, it, it, it's um, he again convicted like it should be done like this. I didn't get to go to school. I you're privileged enough to have an education. So do as well as you can. I didn't get to live my childhood. This is what I'm kind of saying for him. Um, I didn't get to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G as a kid. And I've worked my ass off to make it to this point to have four children, to adopt one because he was in the orphanage, to give you the world and not monetary things. Yes, I was very blessed, but it was more, we're going to travel because he didn't go to. We're going to meet, see and be in other cultures and eat other foods. And we're going to see how people live outside of the bubble that you were born and brought to in Beverly Hills because he had both and to such an extreme. So he really paid that forward to us, but he also made it very clear that when you're fucking 16, get a job. And that when I was 16, you're not getting a BMW because I took him to BMW thinking he was going to buy me one. <laughs> I should have seen his face when he looked at me with the eyes of like, I'm not even going to say, and we walked out and he's like, when you get a BMW, it will be because you earn it. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what? Like, what do you mean, dad? <laughs> Where did that come from? You didn't tell me this was going to happen. Uh, check, please. Um, yeah, he, and I'll never forget that. And I and I get it. I, I Granted, he got me a great cabriolet, and it was the cool kid car to have. But in, like in his mind, like, what is she, this? Is she kidding? um and so he was he was disciplinary in the way that look i will i want to help you i want to take care of your necessary needs because i didn't get that as a child so anything having to do with education to make you a better person i will pay for anything having to do with health and or physical fitness i will pay for it because we know the obvious reasons he was very physically fit and he made me who i am today which is kind of a crazy bitch when it comes to that because he's a beast. Um, and, and, you know, so, so the mind and the body, he will, everything else, get it together, get it together. And if I'm going to pay for your education, then do well. And I struggled and it will do the best you can. And I struggled. Okay. Well, I need to do it. Okay. Well, let's get this guy to help you. Well, let's do, I'm like, like it's a lot to live up to but but looking back now there's a side where okay so he he pushed me right he pushed me hard and i think he did this to everyone even in the industry better do more make it straighter get it you know like come on come on and and even on the day that i'm going to send you that picture of the kid of 100 years later years later he came out and in the documentary documentary he said i wish i had a second original idea mm what (laughs) like and it wasn't about him he even said this isn't this day isn't about me when the queen you know he's with the queen this is about the industry this is about where we made it this is about you know because he couldn't be there alone but then he was sort of you know wish i had a second original idea 
There was always more. There was always more. Wait, hold on. So your first original idea wasn't good enough? <laughs> like, hello. So his disciplinary and all that I just said, you can imagine, right, was pretty on point and, and at times very difficult to, um, like, dad, and out of love, remember how he was raised. I'd come over and he'd hug me. Ah, you're fit. You're strong. Ah, you gained a few pounds. Oh, your hair. Listen, dude, shut up. Okay. <laughs> love me for me because now I'm like, oh, I have to do this. I have to lose weight. I have to look like this. He's not going to like me if I eat this. I da, 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 da. Like, I'm going to go out of like, and I, I'm not blaming him by any means. I've worked through all this, but I'm clear as to where this is coming from. So his way of being, um, better more more ideas stronger straighter i mean that um, must have been hell growing up with i yeah, mean thank you <laughs> I, mean, I mean i'm just thinking like, like oh, you, know, you not, just you on. just tapped into the title of my future book hair hell the world <laughs> of eden sassoon Thank you. I, I mean i'm just i'm just thinking like you know not only did he change hairdressing but he changed aesthetic right he changed like he he changed how we saw beauty, he changed all that. And, 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 and certainly from the documentary, that was very important to him. Beauty was very important to him. Aesthetic was very important to him. I mean, to grow up in a house where, where that was the standard, you know, when his standard seemed to be so high, I mean, I can, I'm only guessing. I clearly, no. I don't know. Well, I told you the story, right? We were in the hospital. The dad, you need a commode. You're not going to break your hip on the way to the bathroom. I will not have that in my bedroom. It is awful. The f- what? And I'm thinking, I don't want my dad to, whatever. It, yes, yes, it's the ultimate. And then it's kind of fucking funny. I mean, imagine, imagine. But yet it was this, it was almost as if like, is this reality that we are living in or is his idea of beauty and what he created, his reality, obviously, right? right. So, Did he ever find contentment? Was he ever content? <laughs> um, I mean, when when obviously he had lymphatic leukemia and couldn't get out of bed, he had to find content. He had to. He had no choice if that didn't happen. Um, yes, when we were in, you know, he, when he was in the Mediterranean and Capri, he'd jump off the boat and he'd be gone for hours swimming. And that was where he was happy. And if you listen, there's a couple like his TED talk. He talks about water and at the orphanage, he would take a bath. And that's where he was happy in the water, in the bath, which is odd. And then he would tell me I have a tattoo talk. I have the middle aged woman tattoo on my ankle of a dolphin and he would tell me um if I would come back I would be a dolphin you know like I'm like god I never thought you would say that dad and just the freedom and the the water something with him really resonated um was he a water sign Capricorn I think that's a water sign (laughs) right I mean if it is yeah I I, he uh I thought no Capricorn's like a isn't that a crab or something that's cancer that's cancer Capricorn's a unicorn right are they unicorns? I would. Sure. We're, we're going to get a thousand DMs today telling us exactly what. Don't Capricorn. tell us what the what. A- <laughs> Capricorn. Oh my god! Yeah, I have I'm going to find it. Right. All right. That's yeah, cool. Okay. <laughs> I, no, but that's interesting because I believe. I mean, wait. You didn't tell me. Did you tell me your sign? I know he's a Gemini. I'm a Pisces. I'm a water sign too. Hey, uh-huh. so, uh, or not too, but. I'm no, no, no. Well, we'll see. We'll so Eden was like, like when you were in high school and stuff was like, did you have like perfect hair and perfect, uh, all that stuff? Perfect. Wait. highlights. Sorry. It's a goat. It's a goat. The, the Capricorn is a goat. Of course it's the goat. The greatest of all time. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> exactly. It's a sea goat. Sea goat. 
Seagoat? Shut up, you're lying. Stop it. Oh, sure says seagoat. What the hell Shut is a seagoat? Zodiac symbol, a seagoat. Shut I don't know if you can see this. Oh my yeah, god, that's hilarious. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my goat. Oh my goat. That's a seagoat. Well, a there you go. He is the greatest of all times, and he in the water. Hundred the percent. There's his free happy place. Wow, that's powerful. That might be my next tattoo. Um, <laughs> seagoat. A seagoat. Uh, that's a. But what, she, she, what she, coincidence? She, what, her tattoo amazing. is going to be Tom Brady in a little uh, canoe. <laughs> <laughs> Me or you? You. <laughs> seagoat. Um, <laughs> hell no! It's going to be water, and it's going to say goat, and they're going to be like, "Why do you have goat?" And we're going to do. I don't know. It's just going to happen. There's so many great artists out there. They, they can make it work. They'll make it right? work. Eden, so back to the question. Like, like, so when you were in high school and stuff, did you have like oh, perfect yeah. little hair and stuff? So they, we were called the Blonde Six because there were like six of us girls. And yes, we were all, they called us the Clairol Six. I'm like, what do you know about Clairol? We don't get this from a box. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, um, did we have one? Yeah, yeah, I did actually. Because I would go to the salon like every fucking day. I don't know why I just ended up at the salon and I would want to wash people's hair and the water would go everywhere. And I would hang, it was my hangout. I had every color. I had every cut. I had every, you know, when I would go do the box colored, I'd come in, I'd be like, can you fix me? Eden, stop. I'm like, I can't, it's a, it's a problem. Um, you know? Yeah. Were all the other young girls envious? Like, Oh, and you get to be hang out at the salon. You get to, I would, I'm so like, kind i'm so hippie like like no attitude i don't give a like you know it's all good that i don't i never really i would imagine maybe but i don't i don't know because i I don't go to that weird place of i'm not i'm no different than anyone you want to come to salon come on right like come come make come have fun with me um but yeah, but I also like hair stuff. Like now I'm at the point where I'm like, if I have to think about my hair because my last name is Sassoon, I, I look, it's on like, this is what happens because I, I can't, I don't. And when he passed, I don't know if you remember, Mark cut it like off, gave me the shortest bob and I have so much hair <laughs> that I got the essence of what that meant finally. And it was because he had to, he had to be not physically present in my life for me to understand that's, that's my dad, but that's that man. That's, that's who he was. That's what he did. That's how he saw life. I couldn't, I couldn't maneuver both as his daughter when he was alive. So I I saw him in a different light. And then I was like, you know what, get all this hair off my head. I want to, I want to see what this is all this, this Sassoon's thing all is all about. Holy wow. It's a, I mean, you got to own that. You got to live it. You got to walk it. You got to feel it because you're a Cali girl. You got this long blonde hair and you're sexy and you're running around thinking you're all cute and you cut that off. Your life changes. I mean, I might have I should have moved to Europe because I would have had a much better chance to meet a fucking great man. Um, but yeah, it, it changed. It really changed a lot. And 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 through that, I, I, I shifted. I really shifted. Mm. So I get the essence of even what hair means to um, in that day where it was so part of who that woman was. 
Because even today, I was at dinner on Friday night and I looked over and this she was probably in her 60s, maybe close, right close to 70, beautiful older woman. And she had the perfect sassoon, like just fell right there, right? Gray, great, gray color. And she wore it and she had this sense of style and this class. And when she moved, you could, it just came alive. It came alive, but she had to own that shit. You couldn't see some, you know, it's hard for me to pull it off, but like it's, it's, it's an essence to that hair. It definitely is. It's, yeah. it's funny. You always know one, you always know when you like we're doing hair shows and stuff, you always know like the Sassoon artist, right? Yeah. You, also, you always know that, that that Sassoon look. And what's amazing is that those looks haven't, they've changed a little bit, but they haven't really changed and, and, and but they're still just so perfect. It's just like so perfectly perfect, you know? Right. And sometimes you want it, you just want to go up and mess it up, you know? And then other times you're like, fuck, that's like, Ooh, and like your whole brain thought process goes into the story of this haircut and you're like what okay hold on let's but it's it is it's walking it is a walking piece of like art and the and the being the woman the grace the whatever it is with it, it it's this whole story plays out i love it i, I remember love it. being in uh, i remember being in new york with reg and we were all out to dinner and this woman walked in and she had like the most perfect like sassoon bob and all of us were in all of it and reg was our boss he owned the salon and 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 he stopped everyone and he was like Oh my God, look at that Bob. And it was so, it was so cool too, because it was like, it wasn't like competitive at all. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, Oh, I can do a better, but whatever. It wasn't none of that. It was just like, we need to enjoy this. You know, we need to see this thing. And, and again, the shapes haven't changed in, 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 in 40 years. But when you see that, 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 that Sassoon like perfection. Yeah. We were blessed. Cause you know, when we were in hair school, uh, you know, and of course your dad didn't own them then, but we, uh, you know, we used to go to, uh, Sassoon's in London and, yeah. uh, you know, and, and finish out our, uh, our schooling there. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was phenomenal. Hey, Eden, just, Tons just, of just, yeah. just a couple of weeks ago, like, you know, Sassoon's put out like a, I yeah. guess it was a press release or something about, about going bankrupt or something. When you first saw that, like, like how'd that feel? You know, no one's asked me that since, um, so thank you. Uh, I was in Cabo. So my first time, like just, I need to, I'm going away with one of my dear friends and uh, my brother called me and I'm like, what's up? And then he, and he told me and I was like, I, I couldn't, if I'm in the moment and I'm hearing that and part of me is sort of like, okay, I get it. I can see how this happened. You know, like I, I see where this shifted. And it wasn't until I got off the call and he, and he sort of had all these ideas and would you this and that. I'm like, just, just ask, what, what do we need to do? Like, I don't know what this looks like. Yes, I'm involved. However, whatever that looks like. Um, and I was walking to the gym and, 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 and my brain and my heart just sunk. Like it just sunk. And I was like, oh my, oh, here I go. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, that's everything like he worked for. You know, you put it in someone else's hands because of the dollar sign and because of the money and it goes to shit, you know? And, and that's okay. It's part of the process. But at what point did that one person or that company or that exchange of dollars or that idea, let's hire him, or I don't know what the thought was, or, you know, if it was any of those even, but what turned it from something so raw and real and, and, and the essence of like, let's all just be better and do more and, and, and have this drive and be fit and think outside the box to fucking, you know, shelved on the bottom shelf at my local CVS Ralph's like what? 
I mean, and, and there tells you the story. Um, but it, it, it's sad. It goes to say, like, who's running the show here? And why does money change the course of everything? Because you said, how did it feel when they went bankrupt? Well, that's really fucking sad. And I'm not mad at you. That the dollar, that your dollar kept people's dreams, just he put people's dreams. And where's the history in the industry, right? Now, these, these 15, 16, 17, 18, 20, 25, 29-year-olds, and I'm not saying this in a, in a demonstrative way, but they don't know shit. They're getting taught, and, and, and it is what it is. You know what I mean? It is what it is. But, like, what did we lose? And that just is on a grander, bigger scale. Where are we in this life? What is going on? So, of course, when it comes to that and, like, oh, the company – I could fight it. I could cry about it. I could, dad, I miss you. And what he would probably say to me is, guys, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. And what are we going to do? What are, what can we do different or better? Or, you know, read a book or get on with it. That was his favorite. Get on with it. Or if you would do something and just, all right, make it happen. Like he just sort of like, okay, let's, what, what am I going to do? You know, I think the heart was broken the first time the financial institution sort of came in and bought it and then turned it around and flipped it under. And, oh, this company right on this one. And we owe both of them. Which one makes us more money? Oh, got it. All right. Let's take this one and put it, you know, to the side for a little bit. What's, so what's, think, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I, I want to understand the financials a little bit. So so, what, what, so, so when when they sold the product company, was the schools a part of that or was that a different deal? No. It was different. So the industry side that you guys are attached to, it was, it was different. But the bigger side that that took the brand and started to destroy it was P&G when they bought the company. And they bought the company and Pantene, their number one selling product. Had, why would you buy two competing products unless you're going to make one? I mean, right there, you have total control, right? Hello, that's what we're doing. That's what they're all doing. Um, and, and it's worked to their advantage. Yeah. That kind of, we were talking to, um, I think didn't, didn't P and G brought by Graham Webb too. One of the companies did, yeah. but, but we were Amazon, talking. Amazon, if you're listening and I work, <laughs> can you just fucking buy P and G and tell them to call me, please? <laughs> that's, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think they, they went around buying. Yeah, because they products that are, are big names that can, was in competition, and then you kind of because Grant as soon as they bought Graham Webb, they disappeared. Yeah, they, oh. they called it, they called it moonlighting, right? They moonlighted him. Yeah, right? uh, and Graham yeah. was like, "What the f does that mean? What the f does moonlight mean?" And they're like, "That means you're going bye bye." Yeah. Right, right. That's and cool. so it wasn't and poor, poor sorry for him because I understand because so Dad actually at that point it was under contract, you know. So if you sell out, you sell out, and you work for that company. So you're you're kind of screwed. So at some point he was like, wait, what I I need, I need some, I mean, imagine taking the creative control away from a man like him. And now I'm outside. Like I'm not talking as his daughter, but like, imagine what, I mean, I think that's, that's where the cells in the body started to turn and get angry. And the, the, the cancer started to come in and the blood disease, which is your blood boils, right? You're angry. You're frustrated. You've just given your whole life away. And sure enough, dis-ease starts to come into the picture. Um, not blaming them. It's, it's, just, it's life. It happens with everyone. 
story. Moral of that story is if I can deal with your shit and don't get angry because energetically and physically, it's going to, you know, take a big, big, big toll on you. So I can't let it get to me like that because of course it will get in my gut and it'll eat away at me. So I have to believe that for the greater good, there's a bigger picture. You know, we get to have these conversations, his legacy and the history of it, right? Because now the company's gone and the schools are going to start to go. This is now history. It's history. Yeah, you but want it, a piece it, of like, it's, it's more than history. I mean, it, it's legacy, you know, and, 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 and I would argue that the reason we went to Graham Webb, we went to Graham Webb school was because of your dad. I mean, even though Vidal's name wasn't on it, it, it created a, a criteria in which we can learn. But to her point, go ask 20 year old hairdressers. You know, it's a legacy for me and you. No, but it's legacy period. I mean, it's, it's, it's legacy period. Yeah, I get that, but it's history. It has to be taught. Right. No, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, like, like we open up, like we open this thing up with, I mean, I mean, you know, you hold a blow dryer. That's because of it out so soon. Right. So, 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 it's so, like, so, but maybe, maybe schools should put in a little history lesson. You know what I mean? That's what we, we did the, we did a sort of talk with those six of us. Um, and, and the gentlemen were saying it was, it was, it was actually really, um, was heartfelt for me because yes, dad had that name and he started where he started. And here were six men, all of, you know, Trevor and Fernando and, and Stephen Moody. And it's like, yes, you were part of it. And you're such a pivotal part now. And, and you're going to be history too. But that legacy, if you don't start capturing it now, you were just sort of, right? Like, and that hurts my heart because I think everyone deserves an amount of honoring and respect and, and how this, this industry and where it was built and where it is now, if, if you're really integral about it. Um, and we so we, a, were we, actually, a, we need an industry uh, documentary. Like we need, to I, I absolutely 100% agree with you. And I have a ton of great ideas. So the three of us should talk about yeah. and done and done. Maybe even going, well, you're going to take my brain, but let me finish my first thought. Um, to education like it's same thing with my kids education i'm like this is such bullshit what are you teaching these kids you're not even teaching them how to be a real world in this you know real human in this life let alone the information you're filling their poor brains with these kids in in the industry you're they're not getting the education they're getting that some of them are getting you know right the the craft sort of like cut here paste here blow dry here to your brush hold it this way. I don't even know but what about the essence what about who you are what about getting outside that box what about working is I wanted to open a, a, a school actually working on the body and the mind and connect everything that my dad was teach that so when I came into the industry and I opened the salon and I had beauty gives back I I did that that charity and and held you know the space with with other industry leaders because i wanted to to show the new student that look you are way more than just a you know hairdresser standing behind this chair and that's where you're going to make through your relationships and how you treat yourself and thinking outside the box and living life you're going to bring all this back to a better fucking guy behind the chair right like it's it, I, it was a it was a what uh, what you're saying th there's a trend to that right now like elizabeth fay is doing like her about fucking time sorry <laughs> right. You know, Elizabeth, Elizabeth's doing her doing uh, during some retreats and there's a bunch of retreats out there and about like how to like live I know, I, yeah. a little bit, you know, so <laughs> I, 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 I love the idea of having a school 
and finding your essence, right? You know, you know, you start off the morning with yoga. Or, Thank or, you. Or, you, know, you find your peace and you then you find who you are as a hairdresser in that sense instead of just just learning the mechanics that that, that that's because, that's absolutely true that's actually where i was going i was just setting uh, it up there but yeah it, uh, it would be very very it'd be very cool not to learn that like after your career begins it would be if that was to the word essence or to the word legacy it starts on day one it starts on day it one takes you back to being here now and present right and what just choices and what decisions and what are you doing now so when you step out of bed what's your first thought What's your choice to, you know, your, your eat, what, how do you move your body? Like if you, if you even took my dad as like an example, because that's what we're talking about ish. Um, how did he live his life? I remember Mark Hayes said, I, I often wonder, I, I asked myself, what would Vidal do? What would Vidal do? What would Vidal do? And I looked at him, I said, well, he sure as hell wouldn't be smoking that cigarette or drinking that drink right now. And he's like, Oh, Eden. And I'm like, no, no, let's, let's talk about that. What would he do? You tell me. You want to know, then fucking start living your life like that, right? Be fitter, do your best, be kinder, you know, get educated, stop thinking in the, the, the small places, think bigger, read the book. If you're going to say something, then do it. Like these were all those things. So I think that when we think education, it's very much mindful, but no, let's stop. Let's tap into the body. Let's tap into the breath. Let's tap out of what, you know, you're taught to think and into this, like, what is possible? Because if he didn't tap into that, we wouldn't be having this conversation. He was able to go there. What Bam, is, your mind's blown off, you like, know? Yeah, preach it. Sorry, I go to the ice. I, no, I, I'm I, like, that's... Me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. I get. I mean, that's yes. Sorry. That's my brother. I'm uh, at the pier. I'm, hey, <laughs> you're particular. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a preacher, son? No. <laughs> oh, thank you, Eden. Now all I can do is sing that song of mine. <laughs> That's crazy. Hey, a, a little bit about you. Like, like I, I know that you oh. mentioned. I know that you mentioned. You know, and then, and then there's Eden. You know, but. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but you mentioned your sobriety and that, that that's, uh, you know, eight to nine years in there, but, um, and we'll get there, but you also, I guess a couple of years ago, I was reading something about, uh, about your advocacy for, for the removal of like implants, like breast implants, like t- tell us your journey, your story about that. It's funny. Um, it all goes back to my dad. I'm glad you're grabbing your boob as soon as I said right? that. Like, there's nothing there. I'm like, wait, where'd they go? Oh shit. Um, so I was about 18, 19, and I had nothing. And at that point, you're growing up. If you don't look good, we don't look good. I'm like shorter than everyone in my family. I have these, I'm an A, and I'm in a small boob, you know, and everyone's getting these boobs. My mom and my sister got them. Well, I didn't know they were fake. And I'm thinking, why am I different? Um, cut to dad. I mean, here's a man. That was one good thing. Here's a man that if you don't look good, we don't look good. Well, so I did have like little, it's hereditary when you get uh, fat under your eyes. And I didn't know it was hereditary. So when I found out and I said, this shit's because of you, you're paying for my surgery. And and he had to pay for my surgery. <laughs> so there's like, how vain do I want to be? I'll turn on him and be like, look, come here, come here. But um, that uh, I, I didn't, he said, what's it going to take to, do, do you not, if you didn't feel he was never, he never believed in the, the bigness or the over-exaggerating of things or, but if there was something that, that sort of kept, kept you small, let's just say like I had no boobs. So I wanted to feel more like a woman. So he said, okay, let's go talk to, and I think it was it's, you know, Dr. Zach's was his best friend at the time or one of his dear family friends. So, um, 
I kind of talked him into it because it was no, you know, simple task or it wasn't cheap and I needed him. And, and, and I, I, I played, I played the card. If you don't look good, I don't look good, but I don't feel good, dad. I don't feel sexy. I can't be a woman. And like, I, I pulled on those strings cut to, I got them 20 years later, I changed them. I, I, in that time I had stomach issues, was put on antidepressants. I had uh, my thyroid taken out. I had my gallbladder removed. I, you name it, it happened. And I just started, started breaking down. Now, was it the mental thing first, you know, or was it the physical thing first? I don't know. I don't know. Do I blame it on the breast implants? I don't know. Do I, who knows? Who knows? All I know is that I had to remove them after the third time because my body was rejecting them. Um, and uh, there was a lot of hard, hard, dead skin, which is dead energy, which takes part on muscles and then the bones, and then there's deadness, right? And it's still even the scars um, because we're all energy. We're all just energy trapped in human form. So when, when these things happen, you have to think about what's really happening, right? So when we're putting stuff on our body, it's it's um, it, because of the vanity, because of what society is telling us, because we be, and, and I'm vain, like I go to the doctor, I get filler, I get Botox, like I'm part of the system. But I also can step out and be like, okay, okay, but I went through this, guys, and I'm going to just tell you my story so maybe you don't have to. Or if you're going through this, this is what happened to me. Like, I'll definitely say, uh, and I'll, I, I had a facelift two, three years ago. I showed the whole thing. I was on national TV, and I shared it on my Instagram because I know how other women feel. I know when they want it and they don't feel good enough. I know that if I can say, hey, this is what I went through, and this is how I felt, and this was the whole 30 days after the fact, that they're going to appreciate it. And why not offer to make it easier? But on the back end, I'll be like, all right, so this happened, and it's fucked up. Don't do it. You know, so it's kind of like, where do you stand? I stand in the truth. I chose to do it. I got sick. And I'm going to tell you the whole fucking story front to back. So. Which I appreciate just being honest and being open, like an open book. You know what I mean? Allowing people to see in your life the, you know, so when they make that decisions, you know, the risk or, you know, and you're obviously a celebrity figure. So, you know, it, it means a lot more when. Uh, someone is is completely honest and open like that. So, a- thank you for saying that. And, and really quick to the celebrity, I, that word drives me like I get. I it drives me it, only because it's like if 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 you have a responsibility or somebody says that, let's say, celebrity is an idea of she's known, right? He's known. Like then then how are you using that for the greater good? Or again, I have this idea, then you're just taking up space. And so people are are sort of have that idea of like, oh, it's a celebrity. Okay, but oh, why is it the oh? And if that person isn't making you say, oh, because they fucking changed the chemical makeup of who you are, then you shouldn't be, oh, excited about, you know what I mean? So it's such a fine line as to how much influence they have on everybody. And it scares me, to be honest, because people do a lot of bad. People do a lot of, you know, ill will. People do a lot of unconscious living that pays itself forward to others. And I try to be the opposite. I try to be kind. I try to do good. I try to use this voice because I, because again, here we go back on my last five minutes. All of this shit doesn't matter. None of it matters. What did I say? Who, who did I do good by? How truthful was I to impact other people's lives? Because what fucking matters? Like the man I love is gone. The man I love that I know he changed the world is gone. And so, and he made a difference. He made a difference. The three of us right here are talking about him. And not in an egotistical way. We feel it. Forget being my dad, but you could feel it. How many? 
everybody. He made a difference in people's lives. And so like, that's a fucking celebrity. He just happens to marry that. Like, you know, Mandela's a fucking celebrity. Jesus, the one who lived and walked the earth is a fucking celebrity. Like, so I, I, I kind of say that in a way, like, what are we doing guys? You know, even the industry, what are we doing? Are you thinking about like more followers? Are you thinking about a new trend? Are you thinking about this? Are you really thinking about the common good for the industry, the common good, not just for yourself, the common good, what's going to make a change. What's not about the bottom line or the bigger dollar. Like really, what do you go to bed at night thinking and why? And I could go on, but I'll save you. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I mean, we, uh, you know, our experience through this podcast is that, you know, we've been able to reach a lot of people who are trying to better the industry, trying to better the individuals. Have, in the industry, yeah, trying to, and, and thank trying, you. Well, th- thank you. Thank Well, thank you for joining the conversation. Um, but, but, you know, I, th- I think I think generally speaking, th- there's a lot of people that are trying to do that. You know, th- there's definitely a lot of resistance. And certainly in the last year, you've seen everybody's heart come forward. You know, not that there aren't like aren't, not, not that, there's, that there isn't like dirt or ash someplace. But most people are, are the last year have lived in heart have lived heart forward. And certainly the people that we've brought on ha- have lived heart forward. Can I, no, I, I just want to point out something that and yes you're absolutely right and the people you brought in and I've even seen and they're and they are in that space but where were they before this last year and I'm just gonna I'm just putting this out there because it has to be put out there where were they before this pandemic hit where were they what you know what lane what social media what fucking heartstrings were they not pulling on and they were all caught up in their egotistical head and I'm not talking specifically about the people you had on I'm saying in general like where were you before this so-called pandemic fucking hit and the world ended and then, Oh shit, I don't have a job. I don't have money. How about you think like that? Like, how about we, let's let me, we think like that all the time. You know, we kind, we give, we teach, we open our doors. We, we think about the guy on the corner who's we, how about we live like that always, you know? And I'm speaking yes to the industry, to the younger kids. And to hold on, Eden, Eden, I'm going to hold you to that a little bit. No, come at me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We have to respect that we're all on our own journeys and, and we have to respect we have to respect that, that, that we all find our own light along the way. Now, yes. you, you take something like a pandemic or you take something that, 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 that shut the world. It's, it's the only thing in our entire lifetime that shut the world down. You know, it's probably the only thing since World War Two that shut the entire world down. So sometimes you just need a brighter light. Some of us need a brighter light to, 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 to start thinking that way or to start thinking more worldly. Absolutely. We're all guilty of being on that Instagram and being which is funny because you have access to the world in your hand, but you're, but, but, but you're incredibly, um, only thinking of oneself being selfish in those moments, right? Sometimes it takes more than this. Sometimes the light needs to be a little bit brighter. So, so I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to have the conversation about where were you before the pandemic? Just thank God you're there now. What are you going to do forward? You know, what what are we going to do forward? What are we going to do forward, forward to continue the momentum that, that the pandemic gave us? The pandemic was the grace. it, it, It gave us the grace to slow down and to, and to start to prioritize. That's I agree. I agree with you, but what happens in human nature, um, in the minds and how we work is, and I'm an AA. So what we do is we tell our story, right? Where are we then? Where are we now? And where do we sort of want to be? And I'm not one to want to live in the past or the future. I want to be present, but we can't <laughs> forget. Like Al Sassoon's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't, you can't forget Like, you know what? I was a fucking asshole. I was conceited and I was a jerk and I can't forget that. 
because I will live this now because I came through some heartache and I went through some pain and I'm going to be better. But you know what? In five years when I'm fucking rolling in whatever it is your mind tell you you're rolling in, you're going to forget and you're going to go right back to I'm a fucking asshole. So I'm just simply saying that in sort of the psyche, it, it just as human nature. Don't forget. Don't forget this time. Don't forget this pain, this suffering, this loss. Some of it, you know, it's been incredible for some of us as far as just opening and like taking it in and feeling it and and coming together. A clubhouse is amazing. Like, yes, you're right. But don't forget because it's two seconds. You're back to being an asshole. And I use that word lightly. I'm sort of just saying, you know, uh, we all we get it. Yeah, I tell him that all the time. <laughs> Stop being an asshole. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Eden, dude, I, seriously, we could go on for 10 hours. I, know, I, I love I, this. I'm going to hold you like, like we do have to do a part two because this was just so much fun and we got so I, much stuff I'm, I would love to. I'm honored. I have so much fun with you. And thank you for just letting me be me oh, and holding me to my shit. Like, I'm happy to go to these places with you. Absolutely. Dude, thank you so much. Thank you for, uh, for talking to our listeners and, and, and giving your perspective. And, and, and I'm serious. I would love to, um, if we, if we could produce something about your dad, uh, for your dad, I, I would love that. Um, I love the idea. I even love the idea of, of doing, if we could do some kind of like history thing for the industry, you know, that, 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 that would be very, very cool as well. Let's get an email of, of like a little think tank between the three of us and then we'll start it and grow it and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. All right. Let's, uh, let, let, let's do it. Uh, the, let's industry, do it. the industry needs it. Much love. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Go ahead, Beyond guys, like yeah. what better way to spend your day off? I'm like every day. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. We get to spend it with great, great people like yourself. That's it. Thank you so much. We really, yeah. really, really big fans, big love. So much love, you guys. So much love. And I got, I'm here, whatever that looks like for you, with awesome. you. And so. You're so kind. Um, Eden, we, we can, um, <laughs> if anyone wants to find you, get in touch with you, how do they do that? It's uh, my Instagram, which is my name, two mm-hmm. S's, two O's, for those of you that don't know. Um, kidding. Um, and then I'm actually working on a project. It's called Universal Hoodie Hub. It's a collective group that I've, 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 through my heart, sense, and energy, which you've obviously picked up on today, um, cultivated. And it's through apparel, kind of like Morel's hoodie that I'm wearing that says dripping. So I saved you from that day. And it's, it's wearing your truth. So like today we said, you know, pick, pick, pick one. And there's a lot of lines coming out and you can tell that I don't, I don't hide. And if you're, imagine you're wearing a hoodie and you wear it all day long and you see, you know, hundred to 1500 people and that truth somehow gets into their unconscious whether it's a little on the edge or a little like making you think, or, Oh, what is she doing? It's a little provocative. It's a little out there, but it's, it's powerful. And um, it's, it's happening. It's ha- it's sort of a movement in hoodies because I'm obsessed with hoodies. And um, so how does, just- how does one find those hoodies? That, well, they're coming. They're all coming out. It's a universal hoodie hub. So it's a universal movement, right? Cause we all speak the same language of love through different words and, and ideas and images. Um and it's, it's going to be there and it'll be, it'll, it's going to 
it's going to seep into everyone's. Uh, I'm also thinking about that, guys. And if you, we could talk about this because it's a collective group. So now that we're talking right there, there's the there's the collective line where I want to tap into the industry and in each will have their own sort of. So I'm the hub. I'm the universal hub. Remember, remember Buddha, the bridge. Buddha. Yep. So you guys come into the hub. And you have your collective line. Now, what does that look like to you? Is it your day off? And 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 it's on your day off. You, you it has to come like authentically through you. But there are some genius ideas that if you want to add that to the email, we could get into. Um, and it's 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 a thing. And then it's a we'll go. Obviously, they'll go back to, you know nonprofits. It's, um, it's always about giving back to So not only am I trying to tap into the collective unconscious and wake people up, I like to say like the fuck up now, because really welcome to your life. You're not living. And how much time do we have here? Like we said, you know, that, that you're speaking our language if there, if there's giving and if there's anything that we can do to, to, to help, you know, especially the people in our industry, we're, we're, we're all in. Done. Done. I will. Cause it's obviously my, my bloodlines with you guys. So there will be, um, a line of, you know, and fucking good, like rock that hoodie type. I like that. I'm down. I, I love hoodies. I got a, I got a bunch of hoodies. So I, oh, dude, I got a closet filled with hoodies. Yep. I, I swear you guys, I counted. I think I have 75. Holy cow. That's a lot. Uh, of I don't hoodies. have that many hoodies. I'm kind of, oh, I love that. Oh, I like that a lot. You know, kind of. I want to do like a little gangster. I like it. I want to do a little short sleeve hoodie. I saw Adam wearing one the other day. I go, I like a short sleeve. Hoodie. Adam Levine, I hope. No, 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 no. Our friend, Adam, <laughs> a different Adam. Eden, thank you so much. Thanks for hanging out with us on your day. I love you guys. You very, so very you much. Got, do you have a new best friend now? We do have a new best friend. Does he, he claims everyone. So what? Once a week he no, gets a new no. best friend. No, 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 no. Eden, well, You know what? We're best friends. Eden, um, if we ever, um, <laughs> if I ever need a co-host, I'm reaching out to you. You're uh-huh. my co-host. I and, I, and I'll, I'll, I, I will shut my mouth when you say, I got it. Awesome. I promise. That's so awesome. I would be honored. And, and, and one of you. N- next time you come on, I want to talk about Sassoon, the gene company. So just put that in your, put that in your, in your, in your, in your, in your thought pattern. Miss Eden Sassoon, thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you. Uh, thank you for letting um, your daughter hang out with us for a couple minutes. And thank you very oh. much for joining us on your <laughs> day off. On your day off. Love you guys. Love you. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> Yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, That's cool. I think you can find... Actually, you can. You can find their music on um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>